and the Oscar goes to Chloe Zhao, Nomadland. On the 1st of March 2021, Chloe Zhao became the second woman to win Best Director at the Golden Globes. On April 25th, Chloe Zhao became the second woman to win Best Director at the Oscars. You've heard about it all over the news, all over social media. You've heard feminists talk about this event all over the world because it plays such a huge importance for the movement. In this episode, I want to explain to you exactly why this has a huge importance and why her gender is the key to this explanation. Listen along. Hello guys and welcome to the fourth episode of Overreacting the Podcast. I'm your host Michelle Cerizo and every week we overreact to important topics regarding intersectional feminism. This week on the podcast we're going to talk about the fantastic Chloe Zhao, Chinese filmmaker, not an American filmmaker. Finally we're talking about international women here and she has become the second woman to win Best Director at the Golden Globes and the Oscars. Pretty shocking, if you ask me, um, to think about the sentence, to say it out loud, not only in a positive sense, but also in a negative sense. But well, we're going to analyze this whole situation in the ongoing of the episode. First, I want to give you an idea of who Chloe Zhao, this beautiful, extraordinary woman is. And then we're going to get right into the dirty shit. Chloe Zhao is a Chinese filmmaker who was born in Beijing, China. And uh, at the moment, she's 39 years old. She was born in China, but she went to study when she was 15 in England to finish high school. And then she moved to the U.S. to finish her bachelor degree in the university there at the New York Academy of Arts. Her professor was Spike Lee, a very, very famous filmmaker that you might know about and then when she finished studying she also started working in the u.s producing films her first film was in 2015 called songs my brothers taught me and then her next film that you might know i'm really excited about this one because i'm a huge marvel fan she's going to be directing the eternals which will come out in november of 2021 i'm really really excited who's hyped i'm so happy she's directing this and she, this year, 2000, well, like last year, she directed the film Nomadland, which starred Frances McDormand, who also won Best Actress at the Oscars this year. And her type of films is very Western, so not like Clint Eastwood Western, but a more modernized Western type of life. So in the sense of nomads or, you know, living independently outside in the countryside and she includes these little links to nature as well in her films, which is really beautiful. And in fact, this film Nomadland that came out this year includes that as well. The film is basically about a woman that after losing everything, the Great Recession, she embarks on a journey through the American West and lives as a van-dwelling modern-day nomad. So I could say she's kind of reinvented the Western category, in my opinion which is really cool. It's something I've not watched many films about and it's really cool that she's doing something like this. She kind of has cut ties with China as China has cut ties with her. For instance, Nomadland, it was not shown in Chinese theaters, especially after they heard the news that she had won the Oscar and the Golden Globe. 
they cut ties with her and just didn't allow her film to be shown in Chinese theaters nor to be sold on Chinese streaming platforms like in China and this all because she in an interview in the past she has explained how she growing up in China she noticed that it was a bad environment to grow up in because there were lies everywhere I'm quoting right now I'm not interpreting anything it's all on the internet so yeah you can see there's not a good relationship with her home country but at the same time she's not living the American life she's a Chinese filmmaker living in the US which is cool so yeah that's who's Chloe Zhao my opinion really cool life I sadly have not watched many films of her so far, only Nomadland. So after watching the film, I can say that it's a really good film and uh, it really deserved the recognition that it got at every award show this year. Also Frances McDormand, but especially Chloe Zhao, so really deserved it. And by becoming that recognition, she also became the second woman to win Best Director at the Golden Globes and Oscars. Now, what do I hate about this phrase? What do feminists hate about this phrase? We hate that she is the second woman to win. Only the second woman to win. There have been so many filmmakers in the past. Why has not a single one of them won an award? Ever. There are so many films and they were not only directed by men. So where the hell are the women? So I did my research. I'm going to focus now more on the Golden Globe Awards than on the Oscars. And I'm going to tell you that the first woman to win a Golden Globe was Queen Barbara Streisand in 1984, which was 38 years ago. And totally randomly, this is two years after Chloe Zhao was born. I mean, <laughs> destiny. The Golden Globes were founded in 1944. That was the year my grandma was born. 76 years ago. Why did it take so much time? For a woman to win in the first place. You could say, okay, were the times, you know, women weren't considered capable of directing a film. Since, since you know, it takes so much time and women have to take time off because of being mothers. And at the time, they were seen only as mothers. So it's understandable that it took so much time for a woman to succeed, in quotes, to get such a high position and get such a high recognition. I can excuse you that. But how do you explain the 38-year gap between Chloe Zhao and Barbara Streisand from the modern era? I mean, after the 60s, after the burning of the bras, after, you know, the movement of the 60s, you would think, okay, women came out more into the world of men, into the male-dominated careers. But why didn't they get that recognition then yet? When feminists started talking about this on the internet, talking about how is she the second woman only? What is going on? The Golden Globes are sexist. The Golden Globes are racist, etc. Many people have started asking, especially men, people should be nominated because of competence and not because of gender, not because of race, not because of sexual orientation. Why are you making such a big deal out of this? Because the world and the system that we live in isn't fair enough to do this. The system is not that developed to choose a winner based on competence and not based on gender, race, etc. Because inequalities still exist. Until equalities don't exist, we can talk about competence being the main focus of the decision. As we're talking about the system, we need to observe at who gives these awards, the roots of this problem. 
The organization that gives out the awards for Golden Globes is the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. This is a nonprofit organization of journalists, photographers from outside the US, so it's a foreign press, who report on the entertainment industry and honor achievements in television and films through the award shows so that, that take place every year. Now you would think they're foreign press, right? There should be a lot of diversity, there should be a lot of nationalities, races, genders in there. Because, you know, it's foreign. It's about multiculturalism in this press. But there isn't. There are 87 members in that association and not a single one is black. Not a single one is Latino. Not a single one of them is indigenous. And then you ask yourself, okay, what does this have to do with the whole thing? Keyword representation. How are women portrayed? Well, I think the real question is, why are we still reading this book? It's written by some rich white guy about some rich white guy. And I guess we're supposed to feel bad for him because he's obsessed with the only girl he can't have. I mean, if the point is to learn about the American dream, we should be reading about immigrants or the working class or black mothers or at least someone who doesn't already have a mansion. With the lack of diversity in film, there is also lack of identification and there is less comfort with diverse stories because when you watch a film and you watch a film about somebody who looks like you, who acts like you, who has the same culture as you, it's much easier to identify as that person than somebody that's completely the opposite of you. If you're a white person, you will have a harder time understanding black stories because you haven't lived that life. Black people also have a hard time identifying in white stories because that's not the life they had to go through. They had a harder life, a different life. They had to face different challenges that white people didn't have to face. And if there's no enough diversity in juries or associations like this, diverse stories will not get recognition because they will identify with the white stories more. And that is how we stay in that mainstream idea of whiteness, because it doesn't start from that there aren't any filmmakers who offer diverse stories. There are so many filmmakers, especially in the past decades, who have come out and told their stories, because it starts from the people who are not diverse enough to identify themselves as the characters in these diverse stories to give them the recognition they deserve. And that is the first reason why Chloe Zhao's win is hugely important. Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm extremely fortunate to be able to do what I love for a living. And um, if, if this win helps more um, people like me get to live their dreams, I, I'm so grateful for this. Um, I have had a, a, a group dinner with Catherine once and uh, definitely fangirled big time. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I would, love to, I would love to talk to her if you, if you have her email. One great example for this unfairness of lack of diversity is that I May Destroy You, the series, the British series created by Michaela Cole, was snubbed instead of uh, Emily in Paris. Because if we put those two stories into contrast, you realize which one was more deserving than the other. I mean, I May Destroy You was about a young woman who seeks to rebuild her life after being sexually assaulted while Emily in Paris is basically about a young American girl who goes to Paris and tries to make Persians and the people she works with to like her without even knowing the language. I made a story you deserve to be nominated instead of Emily in Paris. This just shows that competence is overshadowed by other factors. 
like race, gender, and any other that is not competence. Another phrase that I've heard also all over the internet after her win was stop making it about gender. What does gender matter in this situation? Now we're going to more gender-specific type of discrimination of these award shows. So to answer this, this phrase, give an answer to this phrase, so why gender plays a huge role in this case, I did a survey in class. And I told them, if you know the people that I'm going to be naming to you now, you don't raise your hand. I told them Christopher Nolan, Steven Spielberg, and Quentin Tarantino. Nobody raised their hands. Then I explained to them the same game over again. And this time I told them Philly Lloyd, Patty Jenkins, and Lana and Lily Wachowski. Everyone, including my teacher, including myself, raised our hands. When I made my research on these seven names, I looked for the most famous films of all time that everyone knows. And I was shocked to see that these four names I did not know. Because let me tell you, we know Quentin Tarantino from Inglourious Bastards. We know Christopher Nolan from Interstellar. And we know Steven Spielberg from Jurassic Park, E.T. So many films we can name about Steven Spielberg. And then I went over to the four women. Philia Lloyd directed Mamma Mia, huge film. We all know the songs. Then Pat Jenkins directed Wonder Woman, which came out 2017 in cinemas. Huge film. DC's, I think, best film, I have to say, so far. And then Lana and Lily Wachowski directed The Matrix. Two women directed The Matrix. How did I not know this? How did nobody know this? These seven names have directed such huge films, but why do we know the male names more than the female names? Why have these female names, female directors, gone under these huge male names? So gender does play a role, whether you like it or not, you make it about gender. I mean, in 40 years, you're telling me that not a single woman capable enough or deserving enough of a Golden Globe or an Oscar I've told you three of the most huge ones. And you're telling me these three films did not deserve an Oscar or a Golden Globe or whatever at all? Not even a nomination? No, because there is something wrong with the system. Hell yeah, it is. Show all the people what's up. Females gotta stick together. Number one untapped resource? Women. There she goes. There are more of us than them. Breaking the glass in. Lady power. The system discourages women from working in male-dominated careers. Directing is a male-dominated career because women have firstly less opportunities in such careers. It starts with the parents being good role models to their kids. And that is how it starts, why women are not attracted to directing. Because directing is leading the brigade. It's being constantly there. It's a position of power, if you want to say. It's a leadership position. And if you don't have that strength to push and be in a leader position, then you will not make it. And if you know that you want to be a mother one day, you think, I'm not going to get into a career that will take up the majority of my time when I'll have to take care of the child myself. So they get discouraged to work into these careers because society distances them from getting into these careers. 
And that is why, after so many years of women in technical careers, in director career, not being recognized, it is a historical moment that three women were nominated at the awards this year and that one of them, Chloe Zhao, won. Talk to me about all of this history coming your way all at once. How does it feel? I mean, you have literally smashed this glass ceiling that we often talk about. Tell me about what's coursing through your veins right now. Well, you know, I I, I feel um, I'm very lucky. I have parents have always told me that who you are is enough. You know, um, and 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 who I who you are is your art. You know, so so I. I always try to stay true to myself and and I and be surrounded by really great supportive talented people um so I really share this moment with them. I'll be talking about one final phrase in this episode which is when a woman is in a position of power she's a political statement in a derogatory manner. I've heard many people say things like oh she was only nominated to please the feminists, you know. She only won because she's a woman. They're gonna ignore all the the talent that the male have brought into the cinematic world this year and have given to a woman only because now it's a time of feminist awakening, another wasted year of Oscars awards. My problem with this phrase is that it basically says that when only men are competing, competence is taken for granted, right? That the Golden Globes are fair. As long as there is no minority, no gender involved, everything is fair. But when a woman comes into the race and competes alongside other men, their competence is questioned. The men's is not questioned. Only the minorities or the women's. And at the same time, they don't realize that the problem lies that there have not been women or generally minorities nominated at all before this year, for instance, or before of 1984 when Barbara Streisand or when Catherine Bigelow won as the first female director at the Oscars. It's like the people who say this, which is the majority are men. I'm sorry to say that, but it is. I'm big pardon, but it's the truth. So let's face it. They have normalized the idea that only men are nominated at these award shows. And so when a woman is nominated, they'll say that something's wrong with the system at this point because it's out of that imagery that they have made themselves of the Oscars. Or because for them, they don't want to think about what importance for a minority or a woman to win a award like this would mean to them. They only want to watch an award show for entertainment or to praise real cinema, which for them seems only to be a cinema seen through the male lens and that is sexist i recognize that this is emotional for you with all that's been happening you're not thinking clearly mm. a woman makes a decision and suddenly she's irrational no no that's i didn't mean to yes do. you did so i understand that competence should play the main role in such award shows But right now, there's not enough diversity, there's not enough equality in the world for anyone at all, except for white cisgender straight men, to make competence the main focus. And this whole thing discourages the jury to nominate these films because they don't want any scandals or any drama surrounding the award shows. Because in the end, it's all about the image. Like, award shows want to keep a straight image. So let's not nominate any female-directed films because we don't want to get into that trouble and drama. You know, we don't want to be cancelled. Which is going to be a topic in future episodes. Very important topic. Cancel culture. And then people 
who make films get discouraged to you know do films in general because they don't want to look down upon as if they're not competent enough to make the oscars and that invalidates their work and so they are not encouraged to do it anymore and this can be applied to anything really as to politics too i mean let's look at america for instance the election of 2016 are we talking about competence there i mean donald trump versus hillary clinton Donald Trump was not more competent than Hillary Clinton. He was literally only a good businessman who could sell himself easily and had a lot of money. Biff. Biff from Back to the Future, literally. Hey, McFly! Hey, I'm talking to you, McFly, you Irish bug! Hello? Hello? Anybody home? Hey! Think, McFly! Think! We can't say that competence played a role in 2016. It was based on other factors so it was based on hillary's name it was based on for some on hillary's gender for some it was based on hillary's political direction it was not about competence so yeah um i think that's a really good example to show you that competence really is only important when it's convenient for people And in this case, it's convenient for those people who are sexist and who just don't want to see women in positions of power. And that is why the importance of Chloe Zhao's win at this year's award shows was so important. She showed a break from the unfair system. She broke the glass. She inspired the girls to step up. The Oscars has become such a ritual for some people, especially cinephiles. And imagine kids watching the award show and seeing somebody who looks like them. A Chinese kid whose parents don't have enough money or that are not in a high class position. These kids, they look at the screen and for the first time they see a Chinese woman holding an Oscar in their hand. Kid will feel hopeful, will feel, I can get there, I can get there with hard work, even if the system is so broken, I can get there. Keyword representation, because representation matters. And this sets a stone for normalizing female directors winning and setting a stone for representation. I am woman. Hear me roar. How do we prevent future award shows from being so exclusionary? How do we make these numbers disappear? How do we make the second, third disappear to normalize recognition for everyone? So firstly, obviously the jury, so the Hollywood Foreign Press and the Academy Awards needs to be more diverse. I mean, they need to get some minorities in their jury to make everything more diverse so that representation can be actually acknowledged. Maybe it would be cool to create a best director category at these award shows. I know some people would disagree and say, okay, but then we're going to be like separate but equal. Like, yeah, I know it wouldn't be that, but at the same time, it would empower girls to be working in those careers. Because before girls can be acknowledged in award shows, we need to break the stigma that girls have to be mothers and nurturing and encourage girls to work in these careers approach them to these careers take them to girls days show them careers that are that are the opposite from the stereotypes that they've grown up on and with creating this best female director category more female directors would be acknowledged because there are female directors only that they are not recognized by the award show doing so we can empower 
our girls at home until we have reached a point where the, there are enough women working in the film industry or, you know, any industry regarding technical stuff. And then we can talk about removing it. I'm pretty sure that if they were not a best actress category at these award shows, only two actresses would be nominated. Teach your boys to be more supportive of girls because boys tend to be really intimidated by girls in position of power because they feel threatened since they feel like they have to be, as the patriarchy says, they have to be the ones who lead. They are intimidated by women who are in higher positions as them because they think a girl beats me. I'm not gonna allow that. So teach your boys to be supportive of girls. We can work all we want on the girls, but if we don't work on the boys, nothing will change. It's been a pleasure. Don't spoil it. This is how I want you to remember me. The woman who beat you. And last but not least, raise awareness on this system, on this broken system. Raise awareness on this issue because it's important. Not many people know that the Golden Globes and these award shows are rigged. Like these people who say, yeah, it's to police the feminists. No, it's not to police the feminists. It's literally to have some human dignity and recognize all types of filmmakers. So recognize this broken system and then we can start create a better world for everyone. So yeah, guys, I hope this episode was kind of enlightening. I think the survey was pretty shocking, in my opinion. Also for me, <laughs> it was pretty shocking to find out that they directed The Matrix. I don't, I can't believe it. The thing is, The Matrix is such a, such a classic and it's insane that nobody knows their director's names it's insane be careful next time you talk about these topics i hope that you now are informed about this and you're aware that it's not as easy as people think that it's not only competence in the game but also other factors i really hope you like this episode thank you for listening if you have any questions or topic suggestions that you want me to cover in future episodes you can tweet me at overreacting underscore pod or you can send me a dm over instagram or tell me in the comments on instagram so recommendation of the week this week is nomadland all go support my girl chloe Zhao from my fellow germans i think it will come out once cinemas open again if you have a vpn you can magically watch it on disney plus if you change your vpn to italy you'll have it on disney plus and if you have an American cable or some magical cables, you can watch it on Hulu. Bo never knew his parents, and we never had kids. If I didn't stay, if I left, it would be like he never existed. I couldn't pack up and move on. He loved Empire. He loved his work so much. He loved being there. Everybody loved him. So I stayed. Same town, same house. It's like my dad used to say, what's remembered lives. I maybe spent too much of my life just remembering. So yeah, thank you for listening and I'll see you next week. Take care of yourselves. Stay alert. Stay awake. Support my girl Chloe Zhao. And don't forget, feminists are not overreacting. Okay, see you next week. Bye.